if you're married and your spouse is going to be traveling or whatever, if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, um, and I'll throw in just bored, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, bored, any of those things, you are susceptible uh, to giving into temptation. And so if you know that that's coming and you know that, or I'm going through a stressful season right now or whatever, you want to have somebody in your life, you can go, I know that when I get stressed out, I tend to go to these little vices. And so ask me about that in two days or ask me about that next week. Um, you're, you're now getting proactive instead of just reactive. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We are talking about spiritual warfare today. And so this is one of those podcasts that, like, we can go so many different directions with it. And if you're listening and you're like, man, do you guys believe in, like, Invisible forces and all that kind of stuff. The answer is, uh, yeah, the Bible talks a lot about it, and it's all over the pages of Scripture. In fact, it's uh, in the very first pages of Scripture, you see this temptation happening from uh, Satan, who's a fallen angel. He's tempting Eve in the garden. He's in the form of a serpent. You see temptation at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. He's led into the wilderness, and uh, and it's talked about all throughout the Bible, and that we're to be on guard, that we're to be alert, because our enemy is like a, a lion, looking for somebody to devour. And so, uh, so yeah, Chad, talk to us about, I, I don't really have like a soft intro to this to like, <laughs> hey, let's tell a funny story about Christmas uh, or your new year experience or whatever. Like, let's just, let's, let's go. What do you, what do you want to uh, start off with as far as just our understanding kind of a foundation of spiritual warfare? Well, one of the ironies of people that I talk to that don't know Jesus and I'll say, well, so you're not sure if you believe in God and there's always those conversations mm-hmm. and they and they go certain places. But then if they're a committed agnostic, mm-hmm. which sounds like an oxymoron right uh-huh. there, right? Yep. I don't I'm not really sure, but I'm very committed, I'm very committed to, not to staying not sure. Yeah. yeah. Um or or whether they're a very committed faithful atheist, mm-hmm. right? If if they're in one of those two categories, usually um in that conversation, I'll say, do you believe in evil? And about 99.999% of the mm-hmm. time, the answer is yes. And so then I'll say, well, why? And then they'll give me all these examples of evil in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, well. But universally, anybody on this planet would go, that's atrocious. That's awful. Yeah. And then I'll say, well, wait a second. How is that not just survival of the fittest? Look at the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. There's a ferociousness in the animal kingdom, right, in nature. And so that takes us obviously to a place where, well, if survival of the fittest doesn't answer all questions of life, how do we even know that something is evil? How would we even call it atrocious? Mm -hmm. There's this great question behind all that. Where we have to say, says who? Mm-hmm. It's evil. Says who? Where are you getting that from? Mm-hmm. Right? If there's just nature and we came from nothing, who decides what e- evil is and evil isn't? Well, apparently, there's something bigger going on here. Mm-hmm. And the only way we would know evil exists is if good exists. And by the way, that's good. Says who? Yeah. Right? So, so there's that whole big question underneath. And so... Reality is, if you believe in spiritual things and evil exists, there must be a source of evil spiritually, just like there is a source of good 
spiritually. Mm -hmm. It's something beyond what we can uh, touch, taste, feel, see, you know, it's beyond what our senses can get us to. And so, yeah, the Bible teaches that uh, there is a war going on in the spiritual realm. Um, We don't live in a universe, uni meaning one, unicycle, unicorn, right? We don't live in a universe. Uh, We live in a multiverse. Mm -hmm. There is more than one dimension. Mm -hmm. Um, Scientists agree with that now, by the way. Uh, But the Bible's been talking about that for thousands of years. And there are spiritual beings in a spiritual realm in a different dimension that affect this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're outside of physicality, although apparently they, they can become physical. Um, but they affect us, mm-hmm. and they put thoughts in our minds, and there's evil at work in the world, and there are spiritual forces behind that. And that's that's a real legit thing. And most people, if they really think about it, agree with that mm-hmm. uh, on some level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, there's a, there's a moment in the Bible where God's sending a messenger, which angel means messenger, and God's sending this angel. And there's different types of angels described in the Bible. And, that would uh, make you an angel, Robert. Messenger, yeah. So this, this angel shows up. Cause Just not like the one you're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so this person's praying, God sends an angel, and he's like, sorry, it took me so long. I was in a battle. I was fighting the prince of, of Persia. Uh, and he's talking about a spiritual battle that he was engaged in. And so it took him a moment to come and, and respond to this. Um, so all around us, and, and it seems like there's there's kind of a regionalization of, of demonic activity, that there's some demons that are in some regions, some that are in other regions, and there's actually a spiritual war that we can't see that's happening all around us, all over this planet, and and we only can see the effects of it. And yeah. and sometimes we, we over-spiritualize things and we go, man, I got a flat tire. That must be, you know, Satan's after me today. Uh, so he, he he must have come and just popped my tire. No, you probably needed to get those checked like three years ago and you didn't do it. And then the tire popped. That happens. Um, but sometimes we over-spiritualize it. Sometimes we under-spiritualize it, though. And and we go, uh, every every time somebody's, you know, that person's just crazy or we put some kind of a label on it or whatever, uh, it could be that person's demonized. Or we go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just I, – I just – I struggle with this thing. And it could be that there's an oppression going on in your life. Um, and sometimes we under value or we underestimate what's going on in the spiritual realm. And uh, I think it was C.S. Lewis who said, uh, you know, the, the two great errors are, you know, pretend like these evil spirits don't exist. Um, the other great error is, is thinking they're behind every bush. You know, it's, it's we can we can overemphasize. We can become so like infatuated with it that that's also uh, an extreme error. But the reality is there's spiritual war going on all around us. And uh, there's an effect of sin on the culture of the world. So it's not just, you know, the spiritual war demons, you know, seeding the world with different lies or influencing people with that. Um, there, there's a culture of the world that comes from people who are sinful in nature. And so there's evil that comes from within. There's evil that comes from the world. There's evil that comes from spiritual war. It's all of these areas, uh, but evil is real. And so we need to be on guard against that. So all that being said, Chad, how do we how do we put guards up against spiritual attack, against my own sinful nature, my own desires that are going to be evil in nature and against the culture of the world. How do I, how do I build up um, a protection around that? Yeah. So think about um, your life. If everybody, if you would, in this moment, just, just picture that your life is like a castle mm-hmm. and there's a wall around the castle, right? Well, every castle has weak spots. Mm-hmm. And so the three re- weak spots in the, castle of the Christian life, the Bible teaches, you hit two of them just now, uh, are the world, which you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's a culture of the world that's very different than the culture of heaven. 
And the culture of the world is very subtle. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest frustrations in modern time is that people are much more discipled by Fox News and CNN than they are by the Bible. And so sometimes you have to say things a certain way uh, because people aren't thinking Jesus anymore. Mm-hmm. We're so saturated with the world. Now, usually when you say the world, people think pornography and or they think bad movies or they think, you know, whatever. And it would include those things, yes, but the world is also more subtle than that. Mm-hmm. This tribalism that exists is the culture of the world. Yeah. Uh, us being stuck in our own parroting echo chamber where we can't listen to anybody anymore is the culture of the world. That's, mm-hmm. that's not of God. So the world is a weak spot in the fortification of the castle of our life. Uh, our flesh is a weak spot. Mm-hmm. We're all born with a sin nature. We're natural born sinners. And some of us have... Um, more of uh, a leaning towards certain sin. Some of us have leanings toward other sin, but there is a sin nature that exists in all of us. So the world, the flesh, so that's another weak spot in the castle of our lives. And then the third one is the devil. Mm -hmm. We're at war with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so one of the things that I pray for myself regularly is Holy Spirit, (laughs) in Jesus' name, will you protect me from the evil one Mm -hmm. and from evil forces around me? Will you protect me from being saturated with the culture of the world. I pray that, Holy Spirit, your fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control will be evident in my life. So will you protect me from the evil one? Mm -hmm. Will you protect me from the world? And will you protect me from myself? Mm -hmm. Because I'm very capable of making some really stupid decisions. And I'm very capable of giving in to a sin nature that's not honoring to God. And so I pray those three protections over myself, over my wife, uh, over my children, over people in our in our church. But yeah, there's, there's a war going on. I love the, the picture of the castle, the um, three, the three weak gates of the mm-hmm. world, flesh and the devil. Yeah. Yep. Because the, the goal is God's goal is everything you just said. It's the fruit of the spirit to be evident in your life. Um, these three areas want to come in and just bring chaos and just destroy what God has created. Um, the goal of evil is to destroy what God has created and, and what God has designed. That is, that is the purpose behind it. Um, and and sometimes we we open up the gates. We don't even you know, oh yeah, I want to pray and fortify. Sometimes we open up the gates. And you made you know a couple observations. You know, looking at pornography, you're just opening up the gate for evil into the into the castle. Um, but even if you don't open up the gates, the Bible says the devil looks for a foothold. So imagine the walls of that castle. He's looking for any kind of weak spot, anything that that he can get a foothold um, to to scale that wall to get into that castle to destroy things. Um, and all of us, there's not a person here that doesn't have uh, footholds in their life. To your point, all of us sin differently. Some of us sin very similarly. There's, there's not, you know, we could list off all the different sins and we'd probably cover the vast majority of them. Yeah. Um, but all of us are susceptible to that. And, and part of the spiritual battle is knowing what am I susceptible to? What are the temptations that there, there's some things I'm just not tempted to, Chad, that you're going to be tempted to mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so to understand, okay, what are my temptations? And if you don't know what those are, um, you're probably lying to yourself or you just need to take time and go, okay, God, what are some of those areas? Search me, know me, you know everything about me. What are some areas that I'm susceptible to temptation? Um, and you want to be extra fortified in those areas to not give the devil a foothold uh, to come in and bring chaos into your life. And so if you struggle with, say, it's pornography or whatever, um, there's probably some things 
before it's that temptation of pornography, that you need to draw the line way far away from that that temptation um, and go, okay, I'm not going to be alone on my phone. If that's if that's where that begins, um, put up some boundaries and, and move that boundary further out from the gate uh, to help protect you against those those kinds of attacks. If it's, uh, man, I'd, I'd start drinking and then I get totally drunk. Well, guess what? You probably should stop drinking or don't go to the bar or don't go to whatever that restaurant is or, you know, don't start down that path because um, the reality of it, once you start down a path, you speed up. The, the nature of it, the gravity of it is once I start down a path of, of temptation, uh, things start moving quicker. Uh, the consequences for each step become a little more uh, intense and, and the temptation, it draws you in. It's kind of like magnets. You keep them far apart. But then you get them real close together. All of a sudden, that strength of those magnets it it wants to to pull together, and that's the nature of temptation. And so um, sometimes we think, "Wow, man, I just keep giving into the same thing over and over again." Yeah. It's because we drew the line right next to it. <laughs> when yeah. you draw the line right next to whatever that thing is, guess what you're going to end up being tempted to do, and what you're going to fall into again and again and again. Have you ever seen the movie um, Liar Liar? Oh yeah, that's Jim Carrey. If you haven't seen the movie, it's Jim Carrey. And uh, long story medium. He, Kid blows out the birthday candles, wishes that his dad can't tell a lie for yeah, an entire and, day. And, and and just to add to the humor and the irony of all that, his dad's a lawyer. <laughs> so he says, I pray my dad couldn't lie anymore. So he goes through this period of time where he can't tell any lies. Mm-hmm. And so he gets a phone call from this guy who is arrested again, mm-hmm. one of his clients. And he's like, you got any legal advice for me? And Jim Carrey, who can't lie, says, stop breaking the law. That's my legal (laughs) advice, right? Stop breaking the law. Um, The challenge is all of us have things in our life where we can't seem to stop breaking God's law. Mm -hmm. And so I I think um, if I had to summarize um, the really great counsel, Robert, you just gave, I would say don't don't invite the enemy to your table. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when we willingly step into moments that we know are outside of God's plan, we're inviting the enemy to the table. Mm -hmm. And then in that fortified castle that is the Christian life, you are giving the devil a foothold and a stronghold. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, just blow a part of the wall that you have to go to counseling, you have to go to celebrate recovery, you have to get him out of there, and then the wall has to slowly be rebuilt. Yeah. But it's always best not to invite him to the table in the first place. Yeah. When I I talk to... Typically, I'm, I'm having conversations with with men, and there there might be a struggle with you know we keep talking about pornography. There's lots of other examples out well, there. Well, it, it's an easy example because yeah. it moves over into addiction. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And then the wall has to be rebuilt. Well, and that's the very it's nature. That's the nature of what sin is, right? So sin at first it, it comforts you to some degree, mm-hmm. and then it captures you, and then it consumes you. That's that's what it does. Um, there's some kind of desire that you think it'll be met by this sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk to guys, and if I were to ask them, hey. If somebody was to come to your house, like break into your home, what would you be willing to do to protect your family? And and every – I've not yet talked to a guy that wouldn't say, man, I give up my life. I would I would lay down my life to save my family, to save my wife, save my kids. Um, yet to your point, I've seen pornography addiction because that also leads to other things and that just the addiction itself. I've seen it destroy marriages. I've yeah. seen it rip families apart and – the heart is, man, I would do anything for my family. I would do anything for my wife. And yet in this other area, it's like, but I'll open up the door and let this come in and destroy my family and destroy my marriage. And and for whatever reason, we have these blinders on. We can't see the connection between whatever that temptation is. We're so 
focused in on, oh, wow, this is going to meet an immediate desire of mine. We don't realize all the destruction we're bringing in. And and it's worth having the same mindset of, hey, somebody wants to break into your house and yeah. wants to destroy not just your life, uh, wants to destroy your relationships, wants to destroy your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your spouse. Um, we, we should have that kind of strength of adversity against it to go, man, I'm not going to let anybody hurt my family. Well, that's when we talk about drawing boundaries, you're like, man, it seems like you're, you're sacrificing, right? You're, you're giving up things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you have to see the bigger picture to realize sin. And we've said this many times, sin will always cost you more than you were willing to pay. It's going to, it's going to take you further than you wanted to go. And it, it's going to, what's the other one? Keep you longer, keep than, you longer than you want to stay. Keep you longer than you want to stay, take you further than you want to go. And it's going to cost you more than you were willing to pay. Uh, it will rob you of anything and everything. Because that's the nature of sin. It, well, it steals and it destroys. It leads to death. Yeah. So let's talk about the castle here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have these gates, the world, the flesh, and the devil. So how do we win? Well, we guard the gates. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how to do that. Okay. So let's start with the world. Um, the world, when the Bible talks about that, it's the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. So these would be the opposite of the ways of heaven. Mm-hmm. So selfishness, way of the world. Service way of heaven, mm-hmm. right? Greed way of the world. Generosity the way of heaven. So it's those types of things. So what you have to do to guard the gate uh, against the culture of the world is you have to fill your mind up with the things of Jesus. Yeah. So the the warfare, everything that we're talking about behind every temptation, behind every sin – the, the warfare, the tactic, there's a lie somewhere in there. There's a lie that we believe um, or that we want to believe or, you know, subconsciously we believe it. We think, man, if I do this thing, then I'm going to experience satisfaction or then I'm going to experience what what my heart is longing for. That's the lie. And our world is full of lies. And they're so subtle and they're really good as far as like just being believable. Um, we could rattle off different things that we go, ah, that sounds kind of true. You know, like, oh man, just follow your heart. You got to do what's best for you. You know, all those kinds of things that, that become mantras in our culture. There's a lie. And what you're talking about is the ways of heaven. The only language of heaven is truth. Yeah. Heaven doesn't deal in lies. It only deals in truth. And so we're taking the ways of heaven and combating the ways of the world when we go, okay, what's the truth of of what God has spoken to us, what God has revealed, what Jesus has modeled, what the Bible teaches, and how do I hold everything up to the mirror of that truth and go, is this good? Is this real? Is this right? Or is this a subtle lie that that is here to to seek, kill, and destroy? Well, another word for lies is ideology. Hmm. And so when we're strapping on the armor of false ideology, mm-hmm. uh, we're strapping on the ways of the world. So that's really subtle. Mm-hmm. And my pastoral counsel would be, um, be careful how much junk you're letting go in your brain. Mm-hmm. And this includes all the sinful things that are obvious. And this includes things that are more subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, I read the news every morning, but I also am factoring in somebody's writing everything I'm reading with an opinion. Yeah. Right. Everybody's- and not everything that's written is true. Yeah, everybody's playing their card, and so yeah, you want to spend as more time or as much time or in the Bible, right? I want to know what both sides are up to, mm-hmm. as you do in the newspaper or listening to some, you know, well, political podcast. Our culture today, pretty much everybody's got some kind of a device in their ear, just feeding them some kind of information, whether it's music, whether it's a podcast, yeah. whether it's a somebody right now, they're walking around and they got their AirPod in their ear and they're listening to this podcast. Um, we're, we're constantly taking in information. We are so saturated 
with information, just media itself. How many times we look at our phone in a day, billboards, everything that we see driving around, commercials, watching television, movies, listening to music, all of that, we are just taking in, taking in. And and most of what we take in is is tainted by, by the ways of the world, by the culture of the world. Guard the gate, world, flesh. This is your sin nature. Um, it's it's really good to have accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's accountability? It's real friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's simply people in your life, um, the same gender as you, or if you're married, it could be your spouse. If you have this kind of open relationship with your spouse, it takes a while to get to what I'm about to talk about. It takes a while for it to get there. But just 100% honesty and vulnerability where you talk to somebody about what's going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil lies to you, the world lies to you, and you lie to you. And so sometimes thinking out loud about what you're thinking um, with people that love you and that uh, love Jesus, that is the best way to guard that gate. Yeah. Um, accountability doesn't mean, oh, man, I messed up again. I confess it. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, let's oh, get our coffee. and Yeah, although it might include some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, confession is most powerful when you confess the sin you're thinking about doing. Yeah. And so this is when I tell my friend, man, my wife's driving me crazy and this mm-hmm. and that. And then my friend who loves me says, well, let me help you see something maybe you're not seeing. Yeah. Right. And then they help me step back into reality uh, instead of the insanity of the lies that I'm telling myself that if she would just change, everything would be great. Apparently, God wants me to change, too. Mm-hmm. So it's there's those a, kinds Yeah, there's of a 360 degree angle to what you're talking about. You're talking about, yeah, here's here's where I messed up. That is part of it. I'm looking back and it's, there is a confession, but it's not just guilt and penance. It's yeah. also, this is what I'm thinking right now. This is my mindset and this is how I got there. And then here's where I'm tempted to go in the future. And so you're looking back, you're going, okay, what is current reality? And you're looking ahead and you're talking about all of it and allowing that person to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to call you in two days because I know that this is going to be a challenge. Um, and we've used this acronym before. If, if you know that, man, if you're married and your spouse is going to be traveling or whatever, if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, um, and I'll throw in just bored, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, bored, any of those things, you are susceptible uh, to giving into temptation. And so if you know that that's coming and you know that, or I'm going through a stressful season right now or whatever, you want to have somebody in your life, you can go, I know that when I get stressed out, I tend to go to these little vices. And so ask me about that in two days or ask me about that next week. Um, you're, you're now getting proactive instead of just reactive. It's really good. Three gates we got to guard, the world, the flesh, and then the third one's the devil. Uh, we were talking about demons, those kinds of things earlier. So what demons are and what the devil is, is they're just fallen angels. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you see in the Bible a lowercase s, capital S is Holy Spirit. When you see lowercase s, it's talking about spirits. And it, and it could be talking about um, our spirit, mm-hmm. the spirit of a person. Or it could be talking about either holy angels or fallen angels. And fallen angels, because those are spiritual beings, fallen angels are what what um, what we call demons. So a third of heaven fell um, with Satan. Satan was a worship angel. He mm-hmm. was in charge of the choir. And he was like, I don't want God to be worshipped anymore. I want to be worshipped. Who's with me? And there was a great war in heaven, and a third of the angels fell. So these are fallen angels, mm-hmm. uh, the devil and his demons. This is evil one and the work of the evil one. Now, sometimes people will go, oh, the devil made me do it. So let me just say this out loud. Uh, for all believers in Jesus, the devil cannot make you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only authority he has is the authority that you give him. Mm-hmm. And so as we were talking about earlier, you don't want to invite the enemy to the table. And so how do we defeat the enemy? Prayer. 
Mm-hmm. We involve the Holy Spirit uh, in everything we do. You know, when I was a kid in Texas, there were these T-shirts going around, get on your knees and fight like a man, right? <laughs> Uh, which is a little bit cheesy, but also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the war against the devil and his army is fought in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fought when we fight the flesh. It's fought when we fight the world. Mm-hmm. And so... And there's a passage that says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Yeah there, yeah. there is a... Yeah. But you have to understand spiritual battles, you fight with spiritual weapons, to your point. Yeah. And and same passage, you resist the devil actually in humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stay in the light, which means you don't have any secret sin. Uh, those kinds of things defeat the enemy. Um, the devil wins in the dark mm-hmm. and Jesus wins in the light. What's the light? It's simply reality. Mm-hmm. And God only operates and moves in reality. So when you step into reality, you own your sin, you get help in your time of need. Uh, the devil, like a vampire, can't handle that light. Mm-hmm. And he and his forces, he and his forces shrink. So with the world... Um, Goodness in, goodness out. Mm-hmm. Pour that goodness in your brain and your heart, the word of God all the time. Flesh, have good accountability. Be really honest about it. Have real friends that are helping you really follow Jesus and then the devil. Have a good prayer life. Mm-hmm. Don't live like a functional atheist. Involve functionally like an atheist. Involve God in everything you do and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and guard your steps. And that helps guard those gates mm-hmm. in the fortified castle of the Christian life. That's good. Chad, would you help us fight our spiritual battle for everybody who's listening or watching? Um, would you Would you pray for us specifically in this area? Yeah. Thanks. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom of these things. Help us to know what you want us to know and help us to do what you want us to do. Uh, give us spiritual insight and wisdom. Forgive us for when we invite the enemy to the table. Instead, Jesus, may you always sit at the head of the table of our lives, and the only guests allowed at this table are guests that you allow. May we be in constant submission to you as our King. And so guide us in that, Holy Spirit. And um, I pray right now for people that have addictions, strongholds uh, in their life, uh, all of us do on, on different levels. I pray we'd, we would take a step of celebrate recovery. I, I pray that we would confess secret sin. I pray that we would uh, get good Christian counsel in our time of need. Uh, but may we fight the good fight. May we finish the race that you have for us. And may we be found faithful. And so give us wisdom in these things. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.